Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Well, hello. We're so glad that you joined us today, wherever you are, whoever you are. Um, it's a good thing you came because we need to remind ourselves of this topic today, and we hope you'll join us. As you know, if you're a serial listener, we're on a little mini-series about a very small word with very big meanings. The word is joy. J-O-Y. Wish we could do a little cheer for joy, but <laughs> but it's a it's a powerful word, and we've spent the last three episodes talking about different aspects of it, and we're just barely scratching the surface. And today we're going to try to expand uh, our view and your view of what joy is, of how many different things joy can be, of how many sources it can have, how many forms it can take. And um, Again, with just a reminder that joy is much more than happiness. Joy can sometimes take the form of sorrow. It can sometimes take the form of discouragement. Now, you may say, wait, those are opposites, but they're really not in our definition. They're the, they're the sort of eternal, spiritual, positive interpretation of pretty much anything that might happen. Right, honey? Yeah, it's really true. Um, uh, everything you look at can go one way or the other. <laughs> it's either give you a joy or it's just um, something that drags you down. And <laughs> or a I, worry or a... We love the little phrase that we mentioned last week. Um, joy is the purpose of life and a choice you make. We've had so much fun with that with our little grandkids. It's so one of the things we love to do with grandkids, young ones, particularly young ones, under 10, let's say, even under eight, is to, to say something to them, like a phrase like that, and then ask them what that means and give them time to really think about it. Joy is the purpose of life and a choice you make. What does that mean? I remember we were with three little little girls or little da- granddaughters, and they were, I, I guess they were probably about seven. And... Uh, <laughs> The joy is a purpose of life. One of them, one of them actually sort of said, "Isn't that a scripture somewhere?" <laughs> and she kind of got that. But the what was really interesting is when they got to it's a choice you make, and they got talking, having this little discussion with us. We felt like we were part of the group on the idea that uh, you can decide. You can get up in the morning and decide. And and the, the kids are amazing if you give them time and if you brainstorm and if you listen you know they'll say things like um well i got up the other day and and i was late for school and someone yelled at me and i wasn't happy and i missed the bus and uh, and then i just decided well i could be sad or i could choose to be happy <laughs> yeah I think, I think kids get that better get than it. adults do for for example i mean it really is true but, you know, I think it's hard not to feel joy at this time of year. We're, we're recording this in April, yeah. um, toward the end of April. And honestly, the world is so beautiful right now. Oh, those little shoots of where, oh. where we live in Park City. We've got this long rye grass that comes up all over our yard. And uh, it, gets up to, it gets up to our shoulders almost. It gets up really high. 
by the time it grows. But right now it's all laying down. It's just all laying down. The snow's yeah, gone. Most of it's really it's just ugly. Laying down, but here and there now, these little green green shoots are coming shoots up. Coming up. And the blossoms are everywhere. We were in Salt Lake City yesterday, and we went to the Capitol, and the cherry blossoms are just magnificent. It is really amazing. Everywhere you go, there's something to give you joy if you're noticing it. And that's kind of a segue, Linda, and a way to what we want to be talking about today is the various forms in which joy comes. And, you know, we talked last week about different levels of joy. And the, the first level, the basic level, was just the joy of the earth, the joy of our body, the joy of being able to move and see and hear and negotiate the world, even, even when some of those things are a little impaired. Sometimes when they're a little impaired, you actually appreciate them more. That's that's the other interesting thing about joy is that uh, if it's a constant thing and there's never any opposition or problems or difficulties, I'm not sure you could actually feel it. I mean, we have a scripture that opposition is necessary in all, all things, that you, you need opposites to appreciate things. And we've kind of come to the conclusion that if what is the opposite of joy? You know, now if you say what's the opposite of happiness, maybe it's sadness or, you know, unhappiness would be an easy answer. But joy is being a more complicated word. In fact, let me divert a minute. A quote we gave earlier a couple of weeks ago. Happiness is a thing of here and now. The bright leaf in the hand, the moment sun, the fight accomplished or the summit won. When things, joy is a, happiness is a lifting, buoyant kind of thing that lifts the bird more surely on its wing. When things go well, happiness may start. But joy is secret smiling of the heart. And that gets back to what you were saying, Linda. You can, even in a difficult situation, you can draw on your faith or on your optimism or on your hope, and you can have a little smile in your heart even when things around you are are working against you. And what you said a minute ago, too, sometimes children are our best teachers. Yeah, I think they are. Watch the spontaneous delight of a little child. In fact, I, I had some Grammy, uh, Grammy dates this week with an 11-year-old that just had his birthday yesterday, day before yesterday, and a little 7-year-old who just is having her birthday tomorrow. And she's a handful. And she <laughs> is hilarious, but I just... I called today, I called to talk to her mom about a volleyball tournament, um, and it, she was there by her side, and she started off on, oh my gosh, this is so much fun, we're having so much fun, because they were at a little Girl Scout retreat, <laughs> and it was so fun to just hear the excitement in her voice, and I just thought, oh, that we all could just get so excited about just little things. She says, there's a play area here. And so, sorry, i got to go. Got to play. And I just thought, oh, <laughs> what a life. Well, it's funny. When we, um, a lot of you listeners know about Joy School, which is a preschool curriculum that we, that, that actually came out of our book, Teaching Your Children Joy. And, and one of the things we discovered when we were trying to write that book, you know, is just what we're talking about now, honey, that, uh, many kinds of joy you don't need to teach them to children in fact you need to watch the child and learn those joys from them the, the joy of spontaneous delight the joy of interest and curiosity the joy of imagination i mean children are just better at than adults at some of these basic things but we concluded there are other kinds of joy that 
children don't know naturally, like the joy of sharing. It's not, not many right. kids <laughs> say, oh, I'd like some joy here, so I'm going to share my toy. Right. <laughs> or the, or the joy of goal setting or setting a goal. There are kinds of joys we have to teach them. But, but the point, again, the bigger point is that you were getting at, there are just so many different things that can bring joy. I'm, I'm thinking of generosity. I mean, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but Linda spent the day today, drove an hour and a half to a, a distant town and spent the day with a, a, a lady who needed some help. And, and I, I'm going to guess that you got some joy out of that. Yeah, we really did. We had another sister-in-law who was helping us and, um, it, it was really interesting because we hadn't spent a lot of time with this lady, and we should have, but uh, we learned a lot. We learned a lot about each other. I was there with another sister-in-law, and it really was fun. We had a good time, and I did learn a lot. I like generosity in the big, in the big definition. When you're generous with your time, when you're generous with your means, when you're generous with your compliments, you're generous with your ability to listen people and 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 then who's the one that gets the joy well the, the person you're working on probably does but also the joy comes to you we we have a thing in, in our church and we know you're all not in the same faith but it's called ministering it used to be called visiting teaching i like ministering better because i don't know if you, we always taught someone but you visit people in the congregation um by the way the congregations in our particular faith are so interesting because they often include such a wide diversity of people. They, they include people that you wouldn't normally spend time with or you wouldn't normally be in the same social circle with. Yeah, I love it. I love it because you're sitting right next to someone that you may not know, but uh, is someone who, you if you spend long enough, you can find right. something to... Um, to feel joy with that person sitting next to you, maybe, no matter who they maybe are. Maybe something you can do for them, and it's a, uh, you know, it's it's it causes these human interactions, which become the basis of joy. And I was going to say, I had a, I once had a young man who I went on this ministering assignment with, and I remember as I was driving him home afterwards, he wasn't old enough to drive; he was probably fourteen or so, and and he said. He called me Brother Iyer. He said, Brother Iyer, I always feel so happy after we go home teaching. <laughs> and I thought, well, isn't that interesting? Because if you were to ask a 14-year-old, what do you want to do today? I, I doubt high I on his list on would be yeah. to go with you, old boy, and go around and talk to people in their houses that I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. You can find something. No matter what you're doing, if you're looking for it, you can find some joy in it. And I, I do want to say a little bit more about generosity before we leave that. My mom um, was a school teacher her whole life. She married a farmer um, who was hardworking his whole life and worked on the highway department to supplement income. And they were just barely making it. And yet she was so generous. She she was always generous, always giving a check to people for a little a little $10 bill for something or something. She really was. She yeah. always was, always And she didn't have a lot to give something. away, but what she had, it was like the widow's mite thing almost. Right, exactly. And when she ended her life, she taught piano lessons, 40 kids every year. And at the end of her life, she left 
a little bit of money, which actually was a nice, substantial sum. That she'd saved and saved. each one of her grandchildren. And they know exactly what they spent with that precious money yeah. because it was so special that she gave that to him. I think generosity is one of the greatest joys because, in fact, it's reminded me of some things I need to do now. Oh, you're going to go. <laughs> well, and I was thinking the other day, we, we've got this little planner we use together. We call it a gold book. And, and one of the things, it has a little shaded space at the top of each page each day where you can write things that maybe you felt during your prayer that day or that, that came to you by inspiration or by a nudge you felt or something. And I just got the idea the other day, who can I, who can I make feel a little happier today? And the, it's interesting. The first thought was, oh, I don't know, I can't think of anyone. But you got to stay with it for a minute. I just sat there and thought about it for four or five minutes. And two or three people came to mind. And the funny thing is, making them happy took about three minutes. Because in one case, it was just a little thank you note on, a, on an email. In another case, it was a text to someone just saying, you know, encouraging them because I knew they were they were going to they had a project they were working on. And it's so easy. Sometimes the uh, the it's shocking how easy it is sometimes to make another person happy. You know, sometimes just a little compliment. It's true. I in this long car ride that I had today, um I had my little earphones in so I could hear and then I realized I didn't even need Need him. I could have heard him on the phone, but I called um, a girl that was really um, was working with me on a new project on girls camp, and that was fun. And then I called a friend whose little grandson is in primary at, at primary children's hospital in really serious surgery, and just to call her for a minute and say we're thinking about you yeah. and praying for that darling little Tom Tom. Uh, tell me what what he's doing and how's it going. And I think just little things like that just make a difference. Now, we're not suggesting that you um, should do these good things in order to feel joy, but that is a byproduct of it. We'll come back after the break and talk about some different kinds, different sources of the joy we're all looking for. So hang on. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And we're back on Ayers on the Road. Richard and Linda Iyer talking about joy. That's a theme that never gets old, at least for us. And frankly, it makes us happy to talk about it. <laughs> well, it makes us think of things we need to do. Uh, straighten up our minds. And when you get down in the dumps, if you just start thinking, don't you know count sheep at night, but if you just start thinking of things that you can do. It makes a big difference if something happens in your mind that that would be joyful, that would be fun. And one and another, we call it the two G's, you know, generosity and the other one is gratitude. They go together so well. You find that people who are generous tend to also be more grateful and people who are grateful tend to be more generous. I'm not sure that there's, I don't, I don't understand the connection, but I know it's there. And, and, you know, maybe the simplest way if you want a quick formula for feeling some joy really focus on gratitude i know a lot of a lot of you probably keep gratitude journals that's a great way to do it i think that um you know we we do a uh, we've done one book uh, on gratitude and the thing we say right in the opening cover is um let's see 
gratitude is not a pathway to happiness. Gratitude is happiness in its most simple form. Yeah, and it really is. It's true. In fact, we had, this book is called The Thankful Heart, and there's challenges. It's a, a, gratitude, how to have gratitude year long. And it's been so fun for us to try and keep up with it because they're just, every month, there's a certain specific thing to be grateful for. And then you write it down. And then our publisher liked it so much that this year they did another book, uh, Daily Thanks. Which is basically a gratitude journal. And you just write down what you're grateful for every day. And it does make a difference in how you feel about your life and what you're doing if you can think in the morning about gratitude. In fact, I just read a book called um, Atomic Habits. And then our daughters found another thing that said, uh, is a podcast, if you do these five things, if you're depressed or feeling sad, if you do these things for 28 days, I think it's the 21 days. And, um, forming some basic forming habits. Forming some basic habits of being happy and feeling gratitude. And getting things done and, and yeah. you know, being in touch with people and so on. Well, it was just uh, things like writing a thank you note to somebody every day or appreciation yeah. note. Yeah. Just thinking about And then when you wake up, think of three things that you're really grateful for. Um, then have a little meditation during the days to quiet your mind. I mean, things like that were, it's, it is really helpful. Now, you know, Linda, there's this, there's this funny thing going around. You've probably heard it. I, I hear it occasionally, and I don't know where it came from. It's like you, you cannot seek joy. Joy will come to you, but only if you're not seeking it. I kind of know what they mean. It's like, you know... You should be helping others, and then you'll get the joy and so on. And you're seeking it yourself maybe can sound selfish. But I think it's I always a two-way street, yeah. you know. And so I think, and, and here's the thing. Joseph Smith, the, the founder, the, the, uh, the prophet who started our, our particular faith, put it this way. And he used the word happiness, but I, I, I think what he meant was this deeper. I, I know he defined it as deeper, which we're calling joy. And think about this. He said, happiness is the design and object of our existence. And it will be the end thereof if we follow the path that leads thereto. That's good. And that's what, in a way, that's what you were saying. You have these certain five things. You do, you do them every day. They're good habits. They're a path. Right. And if you do that's it's the design of our existence. You should seek it. But we should learn that seeking it involves giving it to other people. And I wanted to say while we're on gratitude that uh, some days are better than others. I mean, I'm really feeling grateful today because I got the results on a little medical test. You you know what I'm talking about. You that have had a, a test on something and it turns out good and it's yes. not a problem. And, you, and you're like extremely happy. But let me pose this question to you. Is the happiness you feel, the joy you feel in that good result, is it as strong an emotion, as penetrating, as encompassing an emotion as the sorrow you would feel if that came back as a bad result and you suddenly found your life was in danger or you were really sick or something? And what worries me is that we sometimes we're really grateful but then it passes and we're like back to normal and oh well that well, was yeah. fine. I was just going to okay. say certainly the happiness lasts less time yeah. than if it was a bad outcome because yeah. then you have to live with it for the next who knows how long and it's just a worry, a heavy worry. Yeah, time. yeah. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could elevate 
the the profoundness of our of our joy to the level of the sorrow that it might be if something went a different way and it gets back to that thing of taking for granted i think the opposite of gratitude is not ingratitude it's taking things for granted like hey look around and and the people you find we have this one bulgarian daughter we have adopted semi adopted a little gal as a teenager from Bulgaria, and she is, she has taught our family. She takes nothing for granted. Everything is a joy to her, and she feels it, and she's grateful for it. I still remember the first time we took her to get a hamburger, and you'd have thought we'd given her. <laughs> it was just, I can't believe this is so good, and you can just drive in and buy it. You know, and she's just here from Bulgaria. Yeah. And, you know, how can we get over that that curse of just taking things for granted and really loving things? I don't know. Some of you may know her, Eva Timothy. And honestly, she is sunshine personified. She's become a fabulous artist. She's yeah. in photography. She's taking over right now. Um, you'll see her art in um, the uh, primary program, the Young Women's Program. Uh, it is really wonderful. But part of why it is so wonderful is that you can feel the joy that she feels right. in creating those things. She And it's contagious. It is contagious. You can't listen to an Instagram that she's doing, and she's now explaining her art on an Instagram, without feeling joy. And then people comment, my goodness, so all these comments come in, and people think of things that she yeah, never thought yeah, of. Yeah. Because her little spirit just is so filled with light, and people just... Yeah, they feel it. They see it. They understand it. Better say your name again. Some of you are going to want to go on Instagram. Eva Timothy. That's right. all. Just just go on there. EvaTimothy.com. Go take a look at her art. It or is, on online, yeah, photography. but on, on Instagram, yeah. just Eva Timothy. And um, let's just mention a couple other kinds of joy. This is a weird one. Some people will say, "What are you talking about?" There's more obvious ones than that. But I, I've been thinking a lot lately that that joy. Joy is slow. It's not fast. Oh, there may be instantaneous things where you get surprised or a happy thing happens and it just, it's a momentary thing. But generally, I, th I like the word flow. I like the word slow. <laughs> I like the word grow. I like the word glow. They, these words that, that, that rhyme with flow and slow are so, they're a rhythm. They're a pattern. You're not in a hurry. I don't think <laughs> joy goes well with being in a hurry. I'm laughing because <laughs> I, I'm a little on the up. other <laughs> side of the spectrum. I like to get things done and get it done and then slow down. But um, you see, your joy comes after the journey. Mine, I'm trying to get I mine guess. to come during the journey. No, well, you're you're pretty good at that. Too. Well, in nature, you know, it takes a long time for that green grass to come up through that old brown dead stuff but if you're looking at it but if you don't notice it then all of a sudden wow how did this happen time just flew i can't believe this but it is true that it does flow but if you could flow a little faster now and then <laughs> i would really appreciate it i will try but think about that for a minute sometimes the the formula for feeling a little more daily joy is to just slow down a little and and I know that's a, a cliche. It's a it's a catchphrase, right? Slow down, you move too fast. Remember that song. I do know that song. But but I think it has to be 
explained a little. You have to think about that a little. But sometimes slowing down, strange as it sounds, really starts with slowing down your movement. Just walk a little slower and observe a little more. Maybe drive just a little slower, go five miles over the speed limit instead of 10 or something. Just slow down a little well, and let the joy catch up to you. I know you've always said, this is your phrase, the speed of going slow. And at first I didn't believe that because I had all those little kids around. <laughs> we have nine children in 16 years and it was crazy at our house and he just kept saying the speed of going slow he's like you can go <laughs> that's slow. when we needed i it. can't go no, slow we would I get the kids to cup their hands in front of them and say um at the dinner table um, until we get again. a little bit of calm because you know it really does and, and th there is a thing called the speed of going slow and that's the joy of going slow and some of you you've all experienced it you get in a rhythm where you're 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 sort of in line with the universe and with things around you and you're not hurrying but the lights turn green when you get there I know. and you go you get further than if you were rushing and stopping and rushing there is a I just want you to think about that I, no I have I think about it a lot when I get in a panic because I'm late so today and just before I did that call I took these beautiful flowers that actually Eva sent for my birthday yesterday oh, in the car yeah. with me. And I was trying so fast to get there as fast as I could. And, and then I went around a corner. I had it all propped up and everything. And then I grabbed my purse to find out where I was going. And I was right late. And, <laughs> and then I turned another corner and the flowers fell over. And all the water spilled out. Oh, no. You hadn't bottom. told I mean, me the that. The flowers were okay, but the water was gone uh, <laughs> in the car. So I thought, you know, if I just bit gone a little slower, just not worried about this. Just if you can just slow yourself down when you get to that, you know, that frantic point, just wait. This is not this important. We can be a little bit late and it's going to be okay. It really does make a difference. Sometimes you realize that when you're on a little break. We were down in St. George, which is a warmer place, and we were laying by a pool a few days ago, and I... We were looking up, there were some really gorgeous palm trees, and we were laying down looking vertically up at these palm trees, and there was a real joy in those palm trees. <laughs> well, there, Just because we were just there. There, there we is were just everywhere present. if we were you just look present. at it. Today, driving yeah. around Logan, we were coming, we were up on the mountain, and coming down, it was just <gasps> magnificent. Um, but the cute lady that I was with, was in a different world and she didn't see that and I just thought oh it's kind of sad that she is in a different world right now um, she's autistic and it's just different but honestly you if it just raises your spirits no matter where you are if you're just looking up and oh, look how gorgeous this is and I'm saying that while I'm looking through really dirty windows <laughs> and a great a great lawn out there and uh, a lot of things to do to get things in shape but it really does make a difference well you know linda there's again we're not going to try to cover all the sources of joy in fact our whole goal on this show which we've only got another minute or so but it's just to expand all of our thinking about how many sources there are for joy when we were creating that joy school curriculum i'll just read a few of them the joy of the body the joy of the earth the joy of honesty the joy of communication the joy of sharing, the joy of service, the joy of a simple goal, the joy of having things in order, the joy of confidence, the joy of wonder, the joy of creativity, the joy of family, the joy of uniqueness. It goes on and on. It's a, it's a paradigm. It's a way to look at the world, 
How many joys can you find? And there are so many. There are so many. You're absolutely right. So we hope that you have given a have given a moment to think about how joyful you feel right now. If you're down in the dumps, look for something to give you some joy, and you will find it. And you may be a person in a difficult situation right now. Maybe you you you've had a hard time not even turning off this podcast because you're like, hey, it's easy for you to say because you're having a happy day. Well, we didn't have an altogether happy day, and there's that's the whole point, is that joy is bigger than happiness. Try to reach out, try to find it, try to find it in little things here and there. And we are, for our part, we're going to continue this joy series next week, and we're going to be talking about an actual path. We're going to give you a formula for joy next week. So we hope that you'll join us, and in the meantime, have a great, joyful week. See you next time on Ayers on the Road. Oh,